from the Flex Post, episode 106, recording on Monday, the 14th of March, 2016. We have survived Daylight Savings Time. It We performed an epic role, and it saved magnificently. Mm-hmm. And I am Jason, and that is still Lucas. Hello! And welcome that, to our show. That was a really unsure greeting. It, yeah, you know, we'll have that here. What we specialize in a lot of un- uncertainty and weirdness. That's what we do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. On the docket today, we'll do some IRL, some What You Plan, an Overclock remix, a Netflix reminder, and the community grab bag. That's how we do it because we do that. Because we are the show, we're not the show you want, but we are the show you need. And that's what we bring to you hot and fresh out of out the, the kitchen out of the kitchen <laughs> remix to ignition r kelly yeah. mama rolling that body got, got every, every man in here wishing yeah i man, think so those that's that's clean those are some clean every, lyrics every manatee wishing <laughs> every manatee oh lucas how are you sir it's uh, it's monday so i know that comes with its own you know set of challenges yeah <laughs> Well, you know, the uh, you mentioned Daylight Savings Time, and uh, that's throwing everyone here for a loop, it seems like, so that's not good. But other than that, I'm doing okay. I mean, we're getting it sorted out. Sussed out, as they say. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I'm doing okay. Everybody's good. We're all good here. How are, how are you? <laughs> we're all fine here now. Yeah, you know. We've done that quote to death. No need to travel down that road again, you know. Yeah, don't you know? Oh boy. Oh, uh, you know, I'm uh, I'm doing all right. You know, it's been nice. Uh, it's been nice here in Michigan. I got the grill out over the weekend. Yeah, fired, fired up. Yeah. Made some. Uh, had some bratwurst. Had some. Put oh, some brats, yes. and then uh, tonight from the. What freezer meal did you guys do? You guys did. You, did you do the? Oh, we've done quite a few by the, this point. Well, but did you do the figure friendly or did you do the? Oh yeah, yeah. We did the. Yeah, we did the. Um, more figure friendly. Is that the one? Do you one, guys have the, the Italian? The Italian burgers on there? Uh, Greek. Yeah, I think Greek burgers or Italian burgers or something like that. Well, yeah. It's, I mean, it's basically you know your typical beef with the seasoning, but then you take it. You have four strips of bacon that are cooked and crumbled inside the meat before you Ooh. cook it. <laughs> oh man, uh, we Fan- don't got that one here. Fantastic. That's burger talk here. I mean, it may not be clean eating, but it's definitely good eating. If you know what I mean. So. <laughs> oh, what? Yes, I do. Yeah. It sounds delicious. I will. I mean, bacon is like hamburger's best friend right right oh yeah so you get you put those two things together on a bun you're gonna have something magical (laughs) going on in there you did you did get to have in terms of magical though you did get to have uh a little little something something over the weekend though yes i did i did i yeah i actually that wasn't the first like that wasn't the first beer that broke my um beer uh thing my beer kind of drought, I guess. Um, but yeah, I, you know what? I went to Horrocks, which is a local kind of um, market around here. And uh, they carry a lot of uh, single beers and stuff, which is why I like going there because I'm yeah. a little bit farther away from they, any other place that does that. They have a very clean looking beer section there. You know, it's just very, it's very yeah. nicely put together. You can taste beer too there. They have it on oh, tap. And okay, you that just... was that was perfect. I'm glad you brought that up because on Tap the Craft, friends of the show, uh-huh. You you yeah. all know you know we all know 
uh, they were talking about um, in Detroit, they want to like legalize being able to just like drink beer while you're shopping. Hmm. And that's what because I know right there at Horrocks they have that bar set up right there in the center of the yeah. the store there. But can you only drink it at that bar, or can you actually walk around with what you have? No, you can walk around with it, I believe. Oh, perfect. Yeah, right. so I want it must be like a city ordinance thing or something. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I'm not sure about that, but I had to interject with that quick allude. No, that's Continue. very interesting. We, we left off with a yeah. clean looking beer case for a reminder. Yes, they have a very excellent. Uh, I really, it's not the largest beer selection, but it's very well um, procured, and um, it's. I have seen them actually switch things out now and again, like when I just went most recently, mm-hmm. they uh, had some different things there, but they try to get at least like three or four beers from each brewery. So I kind of like that because sometimes I like to just pick some stuff from a specific brewery just yeah. to get like a good idea <clears throat> of their range. But one thing I had to get because uh, you had um, devoured this beautiful majestic creature <laughs> earlier in the month uh, in the last 30 days was the blueberry uh maple stout yes and oh god it was just as it was as good as i remembered but uh it was a little bit more blueberry this time around but i think i know why i think it's because we already had a few beers before we tried that <laughs> particular beer so let's I be honest anything would taste good at that point Oh yes, yes. I was looking forward to it. So yeah, you you actually were with me on my my journeys through the beer. Uh, I had three of them, and they were all delicious. But nothing quite comes close to that blueberry maple stout. Mm-hmm. It was a good find. It was. I'm glad. Uh, glad. I, uh, glad I sometimes shop by the label. You know, it has that that yes. grinning lumberjacky <laughs> guy with a stack of pancakes. I was like, hmm. He has a beard. I used to have a big beard like that. I can relate to this. It's true. Let, let us. He's be wearing friends. plaid. I'm wearing plaid. We can. Yeah. Drink beer together and eat pancakes. Yep. Perfect. I like it. So well, uh, I guess since we are kind of full into IRL talk, we might as well just continue yes. with it. Yes, uh, I want to hear this. Yeah, so I don't – you you already know the details mostly of this because I vented to you quickly after the situation occurred. But mm-hmm. when was this? This was last week Wednesday it must have been because I had come home for lunch because I had to let Asher out and um, – for whatever, I don't usually. I usually just enter through the side door. I'm like, eh, I don't want to just put extra strain on the using the automatic garage door. I'll just enter through mm-hmm. the side door. But I had that hesitation where I was like, Oh, I'm going to open the door. I was like, No, I'm going to go through the side door. So I had that that thought of like, I'm going to do this, but then I didn't, you know. And mm-hmm. I walk into the garage, and immediately I'm out of the corner of my eye. I'm drawn to some object on the floor, and you do that quick head snap. Whoosh, what is that? <laughs> what is that? Whip and I pain. look, and immediately I just see this large, like, it almost, it looks, it does it looks rust color, but it's a large aged metal piece. And I'm thinking, oh my God, what is not on my car anymore that is laying on my floor? Because it was, <laughs> it's laying on my side of the floor of the garage. Like, this is not supposed to be there. Oh my God, why is my car falling apart now? But then I thought, I'm like, wait, that's not my car. That's a spring. And sure enough, so I have, you know, my house is built in like 61. Um, it's... Based on after I, well, I'll get to it, but I've learned now that that garage is definitely original to the house. So it's what's operated by these giant springs that help, mm-hmm. you know, pull the, the uh, 
uh, help pull the pulleys and help lift the garage door. And these things are probably, oh, I'd say three feet long, and they probably have a a diameter of mm, four inches, three to four inches. I mean, these are some big springs, and um, yeah, it's laying on the middle of my floor, so it definitely slingshotted it. Like it, at some point, it snapped off the pulley. And then it snapped back. It completely wrenched and bent the bracket it's attached to off. So I, I'm lucky it didn't like break somehow break like my the glass window that leads into the house on that door. So it could have damn it. It's luckily and it, it had to have happened after Jessica left. So thankfully, you know, it didn't break on her when she was like leaving or when she was trying to leave because you can't yeah. like if if the springs were gone, there's no way she'd be able to lift that door. And I mean, it's oh, I bet. It, it was it was heavy to lift just when it was still on the track when the springs were functional. So door is busted. I'm like, all right. So I just do a quick internet search. I call up some door company. I'm like, yeah, I need spring repair. And they're like, okay, I have a crew out the next day. So I crew comes out. Guys are looking at it and see when they're like, well, I've been doing this for like seven years and I've seen a door like yours. Well, this is my second one. <laughs> I was like, oh, <laughs> that's great. Cause they're just so old. You don't see anymore. Right. And they don't, they don't manufacture like, components to really work on a door like this anymore so they said you know we can try after they did everything you know they did their safety check and everything they could try the biggest springs that they have on their truck to see if that would work no guarantees that it would all my rollers they would have to fail because they failed the safety inspection so the roll they would have to replace the rollers and then they you know my pulley system was loose Mm -hmm. too so they recommended that that be replaced as well so if if the springs would work new pulleys new rollers it would have been like 500 dollar fix Damn. Um, typically, I think a spring springs for like the work, the parts and laborers. You're probably spending around <clears throat> two hundred, two fifty. So I was like, okay, if it gets me by, you know, whatever. But of course, which I didn't expect it. The springs don't cut it. That door is just too heavy. It wouldn't work. So I have to go the whole route. Uh, luckily, the I think the track's going to get replaced too. But the the actual lift, the motor and everything, that's fine. The actual operator unit yeah. it's just the door needs to, so i'm going to have a whole new door which will be insulated which will be nice because this one wasn't so if there's a strong wind my door would actually move you know so yeah this 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 will be better um you know it's more expensive a lot more expensive than you know you'd want to just pay but uh you know you're getting it done so yeah getting a new getting a new door but i have to say it's crazy walking out in the garage because there's nothing in there it looks so clean in there it's just empty. <laughs> Let's not get a new door. You know what I have to say about all this? I'll tell you what I have to say. I, I have to say this right here. Oh, Springs! <laughs> Do you know what that's from? I, I don't even know what that was. <laughs> oh, Springs! <laughs> oh, they cut off, like, the part, the front part. Oh, God. It, uh, it's uh, Mystery Science Theater 3000 oh, when they did... It was like a world without springs or something oh, like that. I'm, I'm not too familiar. I, I mean, I am familiar with Mystery Science Theater, but not super familiar with everything. No! Springs! <laughs> so stupid. So, in short, my door done broke. Uh, you know, that fixed. really sucks. It'll be, be fixed in like three weeks. That's like how I identify your house, because all the houses there are very similar. Yeah. If your cars aren't parked out in the front, I'm like, it's the one that has the weird, because it doesn't have, like, slats on the outside Yeah, or something that's like what that. I'm going to miss about Design. that door, because it was, you know, it was segmented in parts, but it had that inter- had that cool, like, white, like, that trim work, like that wooden horizontal trim that kind of ran across in different sections. It had, like, that mid-century mm-hmm. design to it, so I, uh, it's going to stink that I'm missing that. 
that's going to be God, and now we're going to have a door. Well, it's not going to look like everybody else because everyone seems to have the one that's all the little square grids. You yeah. know, that's like probably six six across, six in each row, and then like what four columns. But ours will be, um, it'll just be four rectangles. So eight total, four on each side. Hmm. So that, uh, yeah, we get a new door, and hey, I could have spent like $300 more and I got one with little tiny windows in the top. Ooh, so you could have them be broke all the time and have to replace them? Yeah, have that nice clean finish. Ooh. Ooh. But uh, nope, that that was it. And, I, you know, trying to – I did have a little fun side project. You know that um, – a little quick side story. We have that one um, – it was always hanging in our apartment. Uh, it was a coffee. It was a burlap sack for we got from the coffee plantation that we went to in Hawaii on our honeymoon. And mm. um, Jessica's dad and I were making a fr- a frame. We we're gonna we made a frame and we were gonna stretch it like a canvas on it. But then I have because mm-hmm. I have all this extra um, lattice from the garden wall thing we built. So instead, mm-hmm. we just cut that to form and we can just put the bag right over top of it like insert the lettuce mm-hmm. inside the bag and then we're just going to stretch the corners around and then staple it. But our staple gun apparently is broken. So that project is on hold. So I have, I have a mess to clean up at some point, but it's just sitting over there <laughs> for now until the Looking project sad. can be completed. So there you have it there. You got it. Well, you know, you've seen my garage, so <laughs> your, your garage <laughs> Even can, with your door now, it, it, it's your car. That's your garage. Yeah, pretty much. The rest of it is just a structure with which to protect said car. Well, you so. got that scary woodworking section in the back. If, if you... That's true. You just had to clean that's up true. a bit to get. That's to where it. the, that's where the spiders and squirrels live. So I don't go back there because there they'll go. beat me up. So well, well, you don't want that. No, I don't. Well, I don't so want that at all. Do you want to tell me a little what you plan? I do want to do that. Yes. Oh my uh, god, snake. it's what you play in. There are lasers there. <laughs> we really, like, if you don't know what we're talking about by this point, we probably referenced that thing you about my fucking 800 gun. times. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I killed a dog by sweating! Do yourself a favor, pause our podcast now and just look up Metal Gear Awesome and then come back to us. We'll be here waiting. Hold, we'll, Go on now, we'll wait. Even if you're driving, just stop by the side of the road. What you got to do? Stow it. Stop the car. Just watch it. That's horrible. That was. Apparently, a side note, apparently my neighbor is hammering and it's causing my son not to be able to fall asleep, which is awesome because he's normally asleep by like hey, half hour you know, ago. I hear so. he's moving though, so you must have a countdown going. Yes, yes, we do. Of course we do. You know, he's a nice guy, but he's a bad, bad neighbor. Nice guy, but just loud as hell. So, horrible. But that's neither here nor there, because what is here and there is what you're playing. And I'm going to talk about the things that I did, because I have two new things to talk about, and I'm excited. So, the first thing I actually experienced yesterday, because I had gotten the man cave a little bit more figured out. Mm-hmm. Uh, if I don't know when the last time you were down here uh, was, but you Episode may remember. 100. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah, of course it was. Um, So I do. I just lied. Uh, You know how the TV was in the closet? There's like a a closet, normal closet, with uh, two uh, pullback or pull uh, sliding doors or whatever. 
and uh, I put the TV in there so that I could just kind of have it as far away as possible and have the room open up, basically. Yeah. Well, it was kind of an issue because when I put the couch in front of it, you can't get to the side door that lets you do the laundry. You can't open it all the way, especially if you have a laundry basket. So it's really annoying, and uh, with... Isaac's clothes also, you know, he goes through like eight outfits a day. It seems like we really needed, I needed to get this figured out so you, we could get through keep that baby our laundry. Clean, you know, you can't let exactly. them get all dirty. Exactly. We don't need a pig pen, a little baby pig pen. Um, so what I did was I actually took the TV out and rehooked everything back up, uh, put it up against a wall. Now everything is just, just flows a lot better. The feng shui is beautiful, crisp and clean. Uh, my life is complete now, and because of this, I actually decided I would – it actually makes me want to watch Netflix and stuff more as opposed to sitting at my computer and watching something. So mm-hmm. uh, I end up ended up watching this show uh, that was on my list because I was like, you know what? I've been sitting here with it on here, and I realized later that after I added it that it wasn't a fictional story. It's actually a documentary so I, then I was curious even more because the way it the way it looks, it looked like it was going to be, um, you know, some kind of fantasy story or what? Not fantasy, but uh, not rea- not reality TV. Uh, it's called High Profits, and it hmm. is a documentary that CNN did about a um, city in Colorado, not Denver. It's called Breckenridge, I think, or. Breckridge, oh, something Red. like that. Yeah, there's a brewery, brewery out there, Breckenridge. Brewery. Oh, okay. Um, so it's a little bit, it's a little town. If you're, uh, I would say, if you're familiar with uh, Michigan and the Grand Rapids area, it's kind of like Rockford, I think, except for think ski resorts and stuff there too. Okay. Um, but it seems to be about that side, and they have this main street. It's uh, it's kind of like Rockford's main street, where it's the the jewel of the town. And um, all the old style uh, stores are on there and they have this very um, strict um, set of rules for Main Street and keeping it looking the way that it is. So like older style buildings, not the newer brick and mortar stuff that you would see nowadays, the cheaper looking stuff, I guess. A bunch of old houses and stuff like that. So this is about a this town versus a. Uh, medical marijuana dispensary that opened up on Main Street when it was legal to do that with medical marijuana in the hopes that one day it would be passed as recreational. Uh, it would be legally recreational to smoke hmm. marijuana. So they they had they had assumed that this would happen and they were just kind of holding out until that day came to pass. And so now that it had, the town is upset because they don't want a pot shop on main street because they, as they call themselves, they're a friend, a family friendly tourist town and they don't want, you know, parents to have you to gotta explain have that what the squeaky clean image. You can't let anything else. Uh, yeah. It, it reminded me of, um, it reminded me of the town from, um, hot fuzz, the greater oh, good. Yes. <laughs> so um, it's actually this is actually a really interesting documentary. It is very drama driven. Um, I don't know how much of it is actually real. Sometimes it does kind of come across as 
either they did a really good job of editing it or they just found some very interesting people who say the right it's very sound bitey they say just the right things that uh-huh. they can edit it and i mean there is legitimate drama too but at the end of each episode you're just like oh man what's going to happen next kind of um so yeah it's about this uh dispensary that um is fighting this battle against the town but it's also um more than that even if you're not really interested in like marijuana legalization and stuff like that it's actually a really interesting look at a um new business type that is being forged out of this you know new territory of marijuana becoming legalized and so you're seeing like these these people navigate these weird waters where it's legal in Colorado, but still illegal everywhere else. Or I mean, uh, federally I should say. And so Hmm. for instance, they have to do everything in cash because the banks won't take their money. So they have to do like, they have to pay their employees in cash (laughs) by giving them their checks, counting out their money, and then the employees cash the checks there. And so they always have like safes full of money on the premises and stuff like that. So like they have to do all their business in cash and there's all sorts of um, supply and demand issues and stuff. So from like just the business perspective alone, it is very interesting as well. And it's really well made. It, it looks really nice. So, I mean, Colorado probably helps that since, I mean... This town is freaking gorgeous. So I would really recommend that from either of those perspectives. If you're into the marijuana side of it, then that's fine. And if you're into the business side, it's got that covered as well. There's some really interesting uh, characters out there that uh, not even on the marijuana side, but uh, on this town council and another lady who represents these other um, pot shops that have been relegated to uh, basically a mile or two outside of town, which basically then um, hmm. destroys the monopoly that these people have by being downtown because you can just walk to it if you're a tourist yeah. as, opposed to, as opposed to having to get in your car and drive. So it's very good. It's only like six or seven and maybe eight episodes, so not that long, and I would recommend it. Uh, and then the other thing, no games, no games this time. I did play them, no but it, nothing new. Yeah, so sorry, gamers, but uh, just know that I did. Just don't have anything new to talk about. Uh, I started reading a book that I was I came across. Wait, wait, because... wait, wait, wait! You <laughs> just said you, and then started reading. Just, <laughs> well, I was already reading. Here. I was already reading "Girl on the Train" or whatever, but I put that down for a second to read this book, which I came across when. Uh, we had impromptly, well, my wife impromptly needed to stop and get something quick to eat because our plans had changed. And so she said, I'm just going to get Little Caesars, which with me being on the diet, well, sort of diet that I am on, you know, one piece of pizza is like, that's my dinner if I eat pizza. So right. I was like, all right, I'm curious to see if they have anything that I could eat there that wouldn't be so bad. Like I know they have chicken wings and stuff. So like I'm able with the way I'm doing things is I'm able to be flexible on these days and then I'll make up for it on the days, you know, where I'm sitting at home. Well, and I told you like this weekend was pretty bad too, because her, my mother-in-law brought over donuts and I wanted to be polite and eat one 
and not just be like, ah, don't lie. You're donuts. like, oh my god, donuts. Ah. Well, right. That's the other thing too. If it, if it's let me clean up this whole plate. Ah. <laughs> I only ate one, to oh. be fair. Okay. But uh, but yeah, as long as it's not me going out and buying a bunch of donuts or whatever, it's okay. So, um, I was looking up to see if I could find anything at at Little Caesars that I could eat. And I don't know how I came across it, but I came across this website that told me what was really in a Little Caesars pizza. And one of the main, one, or not main ingredients, but one of the ingredients that they put in Little Caesars pizza in the cheese is sawdust. Oh, I've heard this too. Yes. Heard, and so this, I, I had not heard of this before, but um, this person had said that there's a book out from a friend of hers that talks about um, not specific things like that necessarily, but just talks about processed food in general and the kinds of things that go into that process of processed foods, process, process, process. Mm -hmm. And so uh, this book is called Pandora's Lunchbox and I ordered it on Amazon and I started reading it because it's really unrealistic to assume that we could cut out processed food. It's just, I mean, we can't live that kind of life unless you have somebody who's staying at home and being the caretaker and doing things the way that we used to in like the fifties and sixties or whatever. It's just not really something that jives with today's world. So I don't think you can eliminate it completely. And I'm not going to pretend like I can because Mm -hmm. hell I've already eaten, you know, probably five processed things today, but it talks about the stuff that goes into it. The, the powders, the, the, the regulation and basically hardly any regulation really, um, by the food and drug administration. And so I don't know, it's something about it just interested me. And, uh, she, this, uh, writer writes it in a way that's kind of quirky and fun to read for the most part. Um, it does get a little bogged down. And once you start reading what the things are and where they're derived from and, and everything, and it, it's actually pretty scary in, in, in a way, but at the same time, you know, you could argue, well, I've been eating this for the rest or for, 20 years and I don't have any issues or, or whatever. So, um, but yeah, I would recommend it if you're just interested in like that kind of thing. Like I know it, it reminded me of, um, uh, your wife, um, with the wild tree thing. One of the things she said, look My for wife. this ingredient. <laughs> yes. Look for this ingredient in <laughs> our, um, the stuff, the stuff that keeps it chem- like separated. So that oh, when yeah. you Silica. put on, yeah, garlic salt or whatever you're doing. It doesn't just stick out or come out in one big clump or whatever. And so, yeah, sure enough, it's all in there. And you're just like, what is this? Like, yeah, how do I, you know, how much of this am I really eating per day? And how's that affecting me over a long period of time? And really, uh, from what I can tell, the answer is nobody really knows. And that's kind of the problem is that they're pretty much allowed to just add whatever as long as it doesn't kill you immediately without much regulation there and it's kind of scary but i mean it's also a necessity in a way but i don't know it's very interesting and it's one of those things that i find interesting for some reason and so i'm about halfway through the book and it's uh it's been pretty cool so far so kind of like food science book so Mm. um yeah, I would recommend it for sure. All right. So that's food, really all I got. Food science. Yeah, food science. And uh, uh, somewhat related, I watched a YouTube video about 
I think it was Briar's ice cream, the guy noted that it does not melt. He left it out for 10 days and instead of melting, it just can like there was this weird like oily liquid that not the color of oil, but like a, a nasty slimy liquid that um, came out of the bottom or like came up from the bottom. But other than that, it didn't melt. And that's the kind of stuff that was why I'm reading this book. So that and the uh, the sawdust or whatever. So. So yeah, no games, but okay. I think Jason, you you might have that covered by the looks of things. No games. Uh, yeah, I I got gotcha you here. Let me uh, let me dial it up. Get uh, goosey. <clears throat> okay. Okay. I'm ready. So I'm all right, ready. let's start it off with uh, what I finished first. I had been playing Link Between Worlds, and I finished it last week. I had a Whoa. Uh, I had a little binge session where I was like had some downtime and I was like okay I'm going to play this and I got like I think I started mm-hmm. playing I had like uh early in the day I I'd saved the sixth sage the sixth sage and then while Ooh. that session at the end of the night I I saved the seventh which is what you need you save the seven sages oh I got the triforce of courage or um Maybe no, I think it was the Triforce of Power because I think the hero. I think uh, if I remember right, Ganondorf or Ganon had the Triforce of Wisdom, and then the Triforce of Courage was like passed down in the bloodline of the hero. So I already had that like within me. So then I got the Triforce of Power, and I might. And this is wrong. Please, someone correct me because I will. I mean, actually. (laughs) Well, just uh, since we're on that subject, last week we talked about in uh, Twilight Princess, Link is left-handed. Which is how it is in all the games. Prior, Link was always left-handed. It wasn't until okay. it wasn't until the Wii version of Twilight Princess that they made him right-handed, because people most they didn't want to be disorienting for players because predominantly most people are right-handed. So if you're swinging the Wiimote in your right hand with your avatar oh. swinging, they thought that would be weird. So that's why they switched it. Otherwise, Link's always been left-handed. Anyway, yeah, that's the weird part. Not yeah. just flailing your Wiimote around like a fool, right? So, um, yeah, I saved that sage. And so at that point, you get the Triforce, and it's like, oh, now you can attack. You know, you can go save Ganon, you know, go fight Ganon. I'm like, well, I'm not going to stop playing at this point, <laughs> you know. So I went into the last dungeon area, mm-hmm. did that. I, I finished the game. Um, I didn't 100% it because, you know, I just wanted to get it done while my trial was on. And I still have it right. because I don't have enough time to get another game and play it before that free month's over. So I'll be sending it back at some point. But, um yeah, it, it's a great game. It, it is basically like Link to the Past remix. If you know, it, it, it's not super original, but what's nice is that you know, unlike other games, you know, you have access. Like I've mentioned, you have access to all the items at right at the start, so you can do the dungeons in any order. You know, you're not limited by what, what ability you unlock. Um, mm-hmm. And it's just, uh, you know, it's got some new music, but it's got newer versions of the classics from Link to the Past. It's just a, an awesome game, and then the. The final boss was was it was fun a fun fight the ending was no nothing special but it was all right it was just an overall it was a real fun experience so if you've never played it like I had it I mean I think it came out in 2013 so it's like three years old if you've never played Link Between the Worlds definitely pick it up if you've never played a Zelda game this would be probably a good entry to start with I'd say um it, it, it's a fun game it was just a really fun game I recommend it to anybody that has a 3ds that's never played it. And then uh, I finished another game this week. Yeah, two games finished. Uh, Damn. And we'll be posting this up, sh- uh, a little playthrough, a little let's play on the old Fluxpose YouTube channel called, we like to call Backlog Diaries, but uh, Tiny and Big, Grandpa's Leftovers. 
I uh, I've played through this game, and um, you know, I really you've had played some of it, haven't you? Yeah, uh, when I first purchased it in a humble bundle, uh, but I got probably about as far as you did the first time you played it. Yeah, it's really, I mean, it's got some kind of quirky characters, but they like do a really good job of building them as as characters in the start. But then it really kind of falls that whole side of it kind of falls flat. And you would go by the name, you think like Tiny and Big really know each other, but Big is just mainly your adversary throughout the game, and it kind of feels like a, a glorified tech demo in a way. Because, like, you're playing with the physics and the objects and you're being able to push mm-hmm. things and cut things and do things like that. That's, like, the main selling point of the game. And I think that towards the end, the gameplay really suffers because of that. Uh, like, mm-hmm. one level, like, I think it was the fifth, the fourth or fifth level, I, like, I just couldn't wait for it to be done because it was just so repetitive. You're, like, making your way down to this temple that's falling apart. You're making your way down to one of the lower sections and there's different parts where your your path is broken up and you have to slice some objects and build some walkaways and you're just doing that for like 15 minutes and it was just like this Ugh. this is I can't wait to be done so uh, and then the ending just kind of was like there's the ending and it was really I don't know I, I, I have to go in and like read more about because I think it's uh, Black Pants Studio I'll have to read more about them and maybe read a little more about the game and to see if that was the point of it but it, it just it's I'm glad I never I got it on a humble bundle I didn't pay like you know, 20 bucks or something like this. I don't know what it ever retailed for, but um, it it wasn't what I was expecting. I thought I would get a little more quirk and charm, and it, that really all disappeared, and I just kind of found myself. kind of a I, slog. I, yeah, and I kind of found, fell my, found myself playing through it simply just to finish it, you know. So that was that. That's never a good, it's, that's it's, never a good thing. It's not. Uh, and then previously, I think some other time last week, I had gotten a code from uh, one Mr. Mike... Mahoney from, you know, Captain Mike from Gamers in Beta. Uh, Lucky. He's on the 40 cast. He also does uh, Gamers Unscripted. But he said, hey, I have an extra uh, uh, Awesome Knots expansion code if you want it. I was like, yeah. So they had released uh, a new, yeah. a, a, a bigger a bigger patch. That they I can't remember what, uh, what the actual, they named the expansion, but it has uh, three new characters in it. I think eventually a new map is coming, and plus they reworked their matchmaking a little bit. Um, so there's three new knots to play as. Um, interesting. Um, I don't know which one I, I prefer out of the three, but just a, a reason to suck more time into the game, and like we did the other day, and it, it was a salty fest. We got very salty playing Awesome Knots, but that's that's nothing new. <laughs> yes, we generally just hate the third person that we end up playing with, <laughs> and we ridicule them over and over. And our they are the cause of all of our frustrations. Clearly, the they're game. the reason why we always lose. But I, honestly, though, sometimes, most of the time, they are. I mean, I'm not trying to talk this <laughs> yes, up, but I mean, we've got some really to believe. people that just really bring us down. <laughs> and uh, to wrap things up, I finally decided, I was like, oh, you know what? Uh, we got Daredevil coming, like, in four days, so I need to watch more Jessica Jones. So I think I'm, like, I finished the eighth episode. I think I haven't started the ninth one yet, so... Um, mm. And I don't know what it is. It's like, when I watch it, I'm really enjoying it, but it's like, I'm not ever... I'm. With this one, unlike Daredevil, I don't ever feel like, oh, I have to watch. The, I don't, there's not that pull to watch the next episode. You know, I'm not mm-hmm. really drawn to it. I did see that uh, the main actor for Luke Cage announced, revealed that, like during the red whatever the red carpet event for Daredevil, that the Luke Cage series will be premiering in September on Netflix. So, oh wow! So we got That's... to 
really Not soon. Too far away. Yeah, so we got Daredevil coming up uh, this week, and then Batman versus Superman. And you got it's just super well as always superhero city. So. Uh, that's what I've been playing, man. Not a, not a whole lot. You know, most of my focus was on Zelda and I've gotten that done. And so now I'm sure I'll, uh, you know, I'll be playing some more backlog stuff here and there, but now I'll focus on, uh, playing Twilight Princess HD to get that. Yeah. That's, that's, uh, something that we're kind of both hoping to do, I think is, uh, maybe, I don't think we've really talked too much about it other than like saying that it was on YouTube, the, the thing. Oh, back, uh, we I think we kind of mentioned it. We had it in the. Well, I don't know if we did a backlog. We yeah, we I I had talked about it a little bit because I I talked about how I was doing it for play some video games like as a, a segment, but um, yeah, I don't think well, we really talked so much about now. YouTube because we we had, <laughs> we talked about the. I don't even know if we talked about at the time what it was called free fifteen. We've had a couple of YouTube ideas going, and you'll finally see some product of that. But uh, backlog diaries will be something Lucas and I will both contribute to here and there. Kind of you know, let's play. You know, you might see an entire game. You might see us pick up and play random parts of games. You never know what you're going to get, but that's mm-hmm. what we'll do. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, we'll have uh, probably the first couple episodes of that out this week. So look for that. More content yep. equals good. Look for that on the Fluxtapose YouTube channel. Comment, like, subscribe. That's right. That's right. Well, how about we do... An overclock remix break first, and then we'll come back for some stuff. I think that's how okay. Good. Go. Oh, perfect. Uh, <laughs> that was for Dan Anthony, right? Yes. Always. So, overclock remix this week was actually a request by one of you, a, a listener, or an actually good friend of the show, Russ P- Russ Pontius, aka Red Pikeman, sent us an email, and you should too, at the show at flextopose.com. And suggested mm-hmm. a little ditty called, uh, it's from Sunset Riders, uh, and it's called Mr. Yes. Pink Poncho's Western Rock Band. Our remixer is Dr. Manhattan. A little bit more about Sunset Riders. It was released in 1993 by Konami on the Super Nintendo Entertainment System. And it looks like, I, I have never played this game, but I'm familiar with this game. It's kind of like a, it's a shooter. Uh, yeah, it I, came I, out for the Genesis as well. It came out for the Genesis but... as well. It play the Super Nintendo of, version. Did though. you ever play Cabal on the NES, where you had you were third person and you could you could kind of control your person a little bit to dodge? But oh you had yeah, a, yeah, yeah. Gaming reticule that you were you were moving on the screen to shoot enemies and stuff. It was it, did yeah. it play similar to that or did you have no? More? It's side scroller completely. Oh, it's complete side scroller. Okay, but but the thing is, the reason why you might be thinking that is because you can shoot up and it kind oh. of looks like you're shooting into the background. Okay, a little bit, but yeah, like you'll have um, you'll be walking by uh, two story taverns or or saloons as they were, and uh, guys will come out of the the um, doors at the top, so you'd have to like point straight up and shoot them so uh, i think more like contra i guess yeah okay no <laughs> this one has very cool music actually yeah it's, it's got a it's cool... western without being like weird yeah it's got some good rock like uh rhythm to it and it's got some cool like uh brass accents in there it's a cool mix so I hope you guys like it. Again, it's called Mr. Pink Poncho's Western Rock Band. And if you like this remix, you can find so many more over at ocremix.org. Thanks again, Russ, for sending it in. And we'd love to have more 
community suggested OC remix. So keep them coming, guys. Let's listen to this, and we will be back in a couple minutes. Woohoo! Ride him, cowboy!
And like I promised, it was rocking. I hope you liked it. Lucas and I liked it. You liked it, right, Lucas? You better have liked it. I freaking loved it. I actually had been thinking, I, I was wondering if OC Remix had a Sunset Riders because that, that music every once in a while just starts playing in my brain. We played a lot of that game. <laughs> in the membrane. In the ah, well, there yep. you go. Yep, 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 yep. <clears throat> so, a new Civil War trailer, huh? Yeah, I figured it was a good time to talk about that. We're right in the hype of superhero-ness, like, as usual, about this time of year. I mean, we already talked about Daredevil. <laughs> what is there not hype? Yeah. We got Daredevil coming out. You've got Batman versus Superman, Dawn of Justice, and then not too much longer we have, what, X-Men Apocalypse coming. Yep. Uh, and, Cap, of course, Captain America Civil War, which of all these listed, yes. this is easily my most uh, anticipated film. So we got to see a new trailer, and let's 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 talk about, well, I mean, let's go right out here and say it, what's the biggest part of the trailer, which is something I didn't expect to even see in a trailer. At the end of this, we see Spider-Man. Right. Yep. I mean, wow, I did not, and like everything on the internet, I've seen so much. I've seen so much negativity about the way he looks. About um, I've seen some people like say you know arguments along the same lines of um, wait. So they're fighting each other because of all the destruction they caused. But we're okay in this, and but we hated that in Superman. And <laughs> I, I you know I guess I guess that's a, a decent a, a a good point, but. You know, there's the destruction. I, I, I hate to be that guy, but I mean, it's not just about the destruction. It's the fact that, you know, it's superheroes going unchecked. Superheroes don't have to answer to anyone. So, you know, it's a way of policing themselves. And then, you know, you have both sides of that argument, I guess. Right. But anyway, that's that's off on a tangent. We're talking about Spider-Man right now. Personally, I have no problems. Like maybe my brother has said to me, you know, he looks it looks really CG. And I guess I didn't. I mean, I didn't get hung up on that. I guess I just took it as as it, as it was as a character. But I love, absolutely love, to what I say. I'll say costume, the costume design here, because it, it's a callback to classic Spider-Man. Um, the color palette, and I even went back and I watched like a frame by frame thing, and he's got the mm-hmm. classic, the classic um, lo- um, little emblem on the back with the little round spider with the little legs. It's got yeah. that classic emblem on the back. Um, I love how the eyes look like the old, um, old older comic Spider-Man. People will say how, uh, oh, it's doing the Deadpool thing. How his eyes focus. That I, I it's a little weird, but I, I I still like it. And in that same, because this is an argument my brother had too, is because he, he definitely he hates how in the the Tobey Maguire films, the web just comes out of his body. Mm-hmm. So in that frame by frame breakdown, you can see he has web shooters on his wrists. So uh, okay, oh yeah, yeah, it looks like a little Apple Watch or something. <laughs> yeah. So I, I just, I was completely caught off guard. I did not expect to hear to see Spider Man. Yeah, I didn't think we'd get to see a reveal of him until the movie. So pretty well, big deal. Okay, here's the issue. Here's the thing. W- addressing the out the costume. Yes. I don't know what else you would expect because anytime that you have it's basically a latex suit, right? It's it's just a bodysuit with a mask. Mm-hmm. That's going to look weird if you try to make it in real life because it's not going to come out as good. I would think yeah. it's not going to look as good. It's going to fold in weird ways and make wrinkles and stuff. Mm-hmm. It's just not possible to do. In the original X-Men trilogy, I was 
kind of annoyed because they put everyone in black pleather, basically, because yes. they all wear ridiculous. I mean, this is what I would rather have. If it's a comic book movie, make it look like comic books. What What's the big problem with making Wolverine wear what we know Wolverine to wear? Like, yeah, it's silly, yeah. but so what? You're making a movie about superheroes. That's silly, too. I mean, I have no problems. Of course he's CG. You're, you want him to move like Spider-Man. You don't want him to move like, you know, like he's not a superhero is that what is that what you would rather have because yeah to me it's like impossible there's no way you could make him move realistically no uh the the way they do it with the other characters is that most of them don't even really have superpowers that would like um i think of captain america he's just kind of strong like Mm -hmm. you don't really have to alter the way that he moves, he's not a very agile character or anything like that. Right. Uh, but you know, Iron Man steps in his suit and it's CG and nobody really complains. So, Mm -hmm. or, or, you know, partially CG. Uh, so yeah, I have no issue with that. And I don't think it, there's no way they were going off from the Deadpool thing because that was, they were already starting to make this before Deadpool would have really released anything. You know what I mean? Like, it's not like they saw it and went, oh, that went well. Let's just copy it for Spider-Man. Like, these two things were probably simultaneously in development. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm fine with it. I mean, it's very reminiscent. The overall design is very reminiscent of the classic Spider-Man from, like, the 60s and 70s. From Yeah. And even the 90s a little bit. because And they updated it, too, because he's got these, like, on his arms, he's got these little black specks of... Yeah, exactly. And there's one that, like, runs just underneath his shoulders, too. But I love the thickness around the eyes. I mean, overall, though, it's still a very clean look. It's a very clean design. And uh, I just... I like like how it works. You know, it fits well. I'm, I'm interested to see... You know, because he's supposed to be played, he's being played by an actor that's also a teenager. So it's very true. Mm-hmm. Um, Tom Holland, it's very truthful to the the origins of the character that he was. You know, a teenager. So I'm looking, I'm interested to see that. And relating to that too, it's important. Uh, James Gunn, uh, you know, directed Guardians of the Galaxy, and is doing the sequel. I believe mm-hmm. he, didn't he write, wrote, wrote it, or at least contributed to writing uh, that. I think so. I think so. Well, either way, he had said on on Twitter. Um, he came out shortly after this and said that um, I think Tom Holland is the best Spidey slash Peter Parker ever by a country mile. It's his own thing. He is to Spidey as Downey is to Iron Man. Ledger was the Joker. Pratt is the Star-Lord. So, like, you know, completely oh, wow. taking over that role. And he said, um, to highlight that, he is apparently not biased just because Marvel is his employer. He tweeted out that he's not obliged to say a Marvel film is good, even if he thought it was bad. If I don't like a Marvel movie or any modern movie, I just say nothing. So I, yeah. I had saw previously I saw people use this tweet, that second one, and taking that to the counts that, um, you know that we're, it's going to be Tom Holland in a suit too, like to say like the actor's portrayal was what that is like you know Iron Man suit is Robert Downey Jr. You know it's he does you know that it's him with CG over top or that sometimes mm-hmm. he's actually wearing. There's a suit that he wears for scenes, things like that. So I'm interested to see because based on like this, the physique that we see here, like I got the one shot where he's holding the shield. I mean, it looks yeah. a little bigger than I expect this a teenager to be. So I don't know. I'm interested to see like what the mix of between actor and CG because you know what's going to happen. But um, I'm interested to see like the dynamic of what will happen between like because Spider-Man's young and an impressionable. 
So I think what, like I read, I heard like a good theory is like he's going to be immediately because he's uh, from what we can see here in the trailer, he's on Tony Team Tony, you know, mm-hmm. and he must have that connection to Stark just because from their um, science standpoint, the uh, what's the word I want to like a mentalist. I, I'm I'm kind of faltering for words here, but. He's going to be more drawn to that side. <laughs> yeah, it, yeah, he's just going to be drawn to that side, and because he's he's kind of young and impressionable, so it'll be interesting to see what happens throughout the story. I, I'm really interested to see how he plays out. I'm interested to see Black Panther in action. Uh, yeah, I was really everyone's talking about Spider Man, and I'm like, oh damn, we got to see more of Black Panther. Yeah, that looks freaking cool. Chasing down the, his... the bicycle and yeah, I mean, a motorcycle, and... not a bicycle. Sorry. <laughs> Chasing down a bicycle <laughs> would be that impressive. <laughs> <laughs> a lot less cool. Um, his suit is real, though. Actually, if you if you watch it, uh, at least in the parts that uh, when he's fighting on the the rooftop, uh, it's yeah, yeah. clearly a real suit. So. Yeah, because I remember seeing uh, set photos got leaked <laughs> like shooting that scene. Mm-hmm. So I mean, I'm sure there'll be some combination, but you know, anytime that he's flipping and doing unrealistic things, it's going to be CG no matter what. So. I don't know. I, yeah, I, I, I think that while this doesn't really move me as much from a story perspective necessarily, it is a lot cooler than the first trailer was as far as like being able to see more yeah. action and people. And I like I like that shot of the Winter Soldier too. It's clearly kind of taken more of a backstory thing when the the Russians had control of him, where you kind mm-hmm. of you're kind of like pulling him out of the freeze there, and he's got the mask on and stuff that. I just I really like from reading the Civil War comics and everything else I really really like grew to like really like uh uh Winter Soldier as a character. Um I don't want to I won't if Phil's unfamiliar with the comics and the storylines that happen after that I you know I'm not sure how much the MCU is going to play into that so I'm not going to go into those details and for right for I don't want to ruin any possible twists but I I'm interested to see um Lucas, remind me to talk. We'll talk about it off the air because you've read okay. it. So um, there's an interesting twist that one of one of my other friends and I were talking about that uh, I want to see if if you think it could possibly go this way because it'd be very interesting. So, mm-hmm. um, all in all, though, Qu- oh, go ahead. Question: Question. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm watching the trailer and I was watching the part because I was like, oh, I I almost missed the part with Ant Man just because there's so much going on. Uh, so you get to see a little preview of Ant Man, which is yep. flying through the fingers of. Uh, how he like dodges Iron that? Man. Yeah, that's. I think that's cool. He's like coming at him, and he like shrinks or whatever, and he you had to dodge him from grabbing him. Yeah. So after that scene, there's a guy with what looks like a skull hockey mask thing oh, yep. on, and that he's punching is that is a uh, death striker. No, it's a uh, crossbones. crossbones who was in, okay. Who was in you know our favorite Avengers game, but he's also it's that played by the same actor that's in. Uh, he's in Winter Soldier. He's the shield agent oh, okay. that was for Hydra. I can't think of the actor's name, but there's a little. Elijah. Um, there's a, if you go back and watch Winter Soldier, there's a part where he gets. I can't remember. I think he gets like damaged or he gets a little bit wounded in Doesn't attack, it, and like the, yeah. there's, there's like scarring or damage to his body armor that resembles crossbones. Oh, and okay. so that was kind of like the. A little signifier, yeah, just a little uh, 
little hint of what's to come, you know. Cool, cool. Yeah, because that, that weird um, Captain America limited, or not limited, but that little run that I am I told you I'm trying to get the rest of before I read, um, Crossbones is on the cover of one of those. And he, kind of, he doesn't look like this, but he looks enough like this, especially with the X across his chest, that I knew who it was supposed to be. But again, I didn't even notice him. Like, I didn't even think about it. I was just like, yeah. oh, Captain American get a uh, Captain American, Captain American getting punched in the face. So, I I do like that uh, quick scene they show too between Tony and uh, Bucky fighting, and then Bucky like goes to shoot him with a pistol, but luckily Tony had had the mark whatever you know arm around his hand to stop a bullet <laughs> yeah. in time, but just the look on his face. And um, I'm curious to see like you, you, we see Rhodes get shot down, yeah, and he's like definitely unconscious. Looks to be severely wounded. Um, so I wonder how bad his injury is there, but clearly, I mean, the climax of this thing is that fight. It, we know it, at some point it's between, you know, Captain America, Winter Soldier and Iron Man. But in this scene, we yeah. see a, in this one, we see a very wounded Steve Rogers still fighting Iron Man. So you have to wonder, I guess at one point it's just the, the two of them left, you know, he must incapacitate Bucky or isolate them. It's my guess, but it, it, I love the, th- the callback to, the original, the first Captain America fight, you know, I can do this all day. I mean, the first Captain America film. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Ah, I don't, I, it's going to be interesting because we're getting all of this just in civil war. So you get, it's going to be crazy what we get out of like the next Avengers film, you know, but I turned as I, yeah. when, we're, when we're talking about stuff like this, I try to think of like what, what Marvel heroes, haven't gotten you know a proper MCU treatment, so I'm always curious. Like I don't know who else I'd like to see. Ghost Rider. They got a lot of redemption to do there, but you got the problem now with, <laughs> with the studio rights and everything, though, for Ghost Rider. Yeah, well, he he should. I mean, he should never have really had his own movie. He should have showed up like like this, I guess, and then maybe got his own if it did well enough. But mm-hmm. I don't think he has enough to to really because he. The problem is like you get if you do loner characters, you don't really have a chance to get a lot of uh, cross-sectional uh, heroes. You know what I mean? Like they don't team up or anything. And so I don't know how much Ghost Rider teams up with other people, but I've not really heard a lot about it. So like I think of Daredevil, Daredevil and Spider-Man have teamed up before. So you would think that definitely would help. Um you know, get more people interested in it. But when you get like lone heroes like that, or like Wolverine, who's involved with the X-Men. So, you know, you're going to see something from that um, universe or whatever. Um, Ghost Rider's kind of his own thing, but yeah, I can't really think of any other ones that, because it really just kind of encompasses most of the, the popular ones and even some of the not so popular ones. Hmm. Hmm. You know who we don't see in this trailer? Who is that? The Incredible Hulk. You think he comes out of hiding? Because uh, I'm assuming he's in hiding. Uh, I don't think we're going to see him yet. They're like, we already spent enough money on, on CG for yeah. people who are half played by you know real actors. You know we're going to have to have... There's going to be some other big reveal that's going to take place, though. Some hero that we haven't seen yet. You know. I would think so. I mean, I just don't know who it could be. I don't. I'm not. Fam- I mean, like when you're getting into Ant Man and stuff like that, then you know. 
okay yeah. you know we're we're i i wonder maybe guardians of the galaxy people no well i know we or got you know we got uh baron zemo is going to be in it um the villain character but um i don't think we're going to see a guard any of the guardians show up just yet um i mean mm-hmm. it's going to be building towards that when we get towards it you know infinity war stuff but we're not quite to that point just yet i don't know i just I'm looking forward to this, and the fact that it's not that far away is even better. <laughs> yeah, yeah, really, is just kind of sneaking up. Yeah, I mean, especially with how good uh, the last Captain America film was. I mean, Winter Soldier was an awesome movie, so I think this is gonna be even better. Going to be equally as awesome. Yes. I, I yeah, I mean, like I said, it's it's clearly made by people who care about what the the comic book movies are and who they're catered for and uh i think it has mass appeal i kind of wish this is a good model that i kind of wish transformers and uh teenage mutant ninja turtles went down but they're not really owned by a studio that would like you know they're not owned by marvel obviously so that's not going to go down the same way but it it would be it just it just i struggled to see how people could see movies like this and go oh maybe we should make good movies because they do better you know what i mean not that the transformers movies have any problems making money it's just they are kind of a joke even to the people who watch them i feel it's a different a different kind of movie you know it's pure a lot of uh, action, a lot of entertainment, special effects, and then, you know, a little lighter on plot. But they mm-hmm. they do something right, you know. So, yep, must they must they must. So I I'd say I am very very much anticipating this movie. Up until I think always up in, before Star Wars, this was probably always my second second most anticipated film this year. So. Yeah, I can't wait to see. I'm gonna sign up for the 20 movies before that that have already <laughs> come out, and then watch this one at two o'clock in the morning three days later after being at the movie theater for that long. <laughs> you will need to clean up on your sleep rebounding after that. Yeah, uh, that'll that'll probably never happen again. I've had my fill of going to, you know, eight movies in a row or whatever. So. <sighs> I think I'll pass on this one. All right. Well, there you go. If you guys, uh, I'm yes. sure, I'm sure all of you have watched Civil War, the trailer. Uh, let us know if you're looking forward to it. Let us know your thoughts on Spider-Man, the whole, whole shebang. You know what you think about it. Just do it. Yes. Do yes. it. And because we we like movies, we have a movie we're going to talk about on the next episode of Flux to Pose, mm-hmm. and that is called Helen Back. Netflixation is a segment where we like to pick out a show a film, what have you, from Netflix, and we watch it, and then we talk about it in the air, and we love to get you on the conversation. So, uh, you know, watch this one with us, and uh, send us some, send us your notes, your thoughts on it, or maybe how just how horrible of an experience it was, because this is definitely not a clean film. This is a an adult animated comedy uh, called Helen Back. It's claymated. I believe it's claymated. Either way, it's stop motion. Um, mm-hmm. And we'll just, let's hit it up here, just a quick synopsis again for you. For those that may have missed it last time, after their buddy is accidentally sucked into hell, two friends set off on a wild quest to rescue him. In the process, the duo encounters more than a few strange spirits, including an alluring angel and the devil 
himself. That's Helen back, folks, and we will be watching that next week. So you have yes. uh, roughly six days from the time this episode is released for you to enjoy it. Yeah, we want to hear what you think. Do you think uh, they have to play uh, the fiddle with the devil to win something <laughs> in Georgia? Uh, well, they, they're not going down to Georgia. They're going to be in hell. So that's gonna... <laughs> same thing, right? <laughs> Just kidding. I've never been to Georgia, and I never want to. Oh boy! I don't know why I'm picking a fight with Georgia. Georgia, Georgia. Okay. Beautiful. 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 Okay, gang, so before we do the community grab bag, there was recently a Humble Bundle that went by, and we've got some cool stuff to give away. Mm-hmm. Um, at this point, we have, uh, we've got one key. We might have a couple more here. Um, Shadowrun, yeah. Shadowrun Dragonfall, the director's cut, and Magicka 2. Uh, we have a key oh. for both these games. Um, well, I don't know. Lucas, do you already have Magicka 2? No, I don't. Okay. Uh, but there are more games coming yeah, soon in the bundle, coming, so, so there's a pretty high chance that they have a tendency to repeat themselves on some games. Yeah, so you might get so. something. Otherwise, um, we definitely have a couple. We'll have a couple keys, most likely for Shadowrun. But uh, we thought to be, why not give something back to you, the listeners? So we have a little contest. How do you enter? Yes. You might ask. You have to answer this question. And just uh, tweet it. Well, not tweet it to us because then it's visible to everyone. Email it to us. Email <laughs> is the answer. So, uh, what if it is dangerous to go, go alone? Let me rephrase that because I stumbled. If it's dangerous to go alone, what should you take with you? An old man will give it to you as well. To not spell yes. this out for you even more. So, email us that answer to the show at Flux Depose. You'll get entered and we'll randomly pick a couple winners. And uh, we'll give you keys to these here games. So, and this isn't cards against the hu- against the humanities. So, uh, none of your smart ass jokes either. <laughs> no fun. You have to be real. Answer yeah. it if you want a key. So, uh, for those who aren't familiar, uh, Shadowrun, Dragonfall. Shadowrun is a great tactical RPG that we really really enjoy. It's set in a steampunk, uh, futuristic setting. Uh, yes. There's Shadowrun uh, Returns was the first. This is the second one in the series. Dragonfall takes place in Berlin, Germany, and then there's a third one that's out. Shadowrun Hong Kong. Fantastic games. Man I King. definitely recommend you checking them out, and you'll be able to play this one for free. Uh, Magicka Two is a multiplayer co-op game, which I haven't played a whole lot about. But you're all like these little magical sorcerer dudes, and you have to go on a quest. I mean, it'll be fun. Get some friends, play it. So we might have more coming to you as well as uh, the bundle is further. But for now, that's the contest. Enter, win, and now we go to the grab bag. To the grab bag. I know how much. Whoa, whoa, whoa! <laughs> Civil War still playing in the background. That was confusing. I, I I thought she said very vulgar things. Is what it sounded like, but if it's from the trailer, it's it's definitely not. Let's see. Not. Let's see. We prefer the word vigilante. You've operated with unlimited power. That wasn't even a girl. Oh, oh I wait. Thought, no, yeah, it she's like coming up. Scarlet it's right here. The world can no longer tolerate. I think I went back too far. I know how much Bucky means to you. Bucky. Bucky. <laughs> okay, because I, def- I know I how much a word that was. Yes, that's exactly what I heard. <laughs> let's try. Let's try this again. Then we'll start at everything from the beginning, and uh, there we go. There we go. It's like nothing happened. Forget everything that just happened, folks. Professionals. All right, gang. Starting off, we had an email submission for our own number one cheeky Nando himself, Graham, from across Delicious. the pond. And his email reads as follows. 
Hi there, Flexity Dudes. Now, this may be a discussion that you PC overloaders may have already had. You know, seeing you have used Steam for some time. How do you feel about physical <laughs> media? Sure, VHS box sets took up loads of shelf space and less clutter is good, but is some clutter also good too? A world with no physical books, for example, would make me feel sad. I can't help feeling that digital music purchasing doesn't have the sense of location. Or is it just me? Will the digital on-demand media of everything from books to games be all good? Thoughts? The Cheeky Nando, a.k.a. Graham. You know, it's, well, very, it's very weird because I, on PC, it just really the whole industry and the market kind of just made the shift to this. And I think the last... Yeah, we've talked about this. The last physical game I purchased was uh, Champions Online. Oh, wow. Because <laughs> that was a pre-order. Um, I'm just looking at my shelf behind me. I'm also looking at my shelf. Yeah, I don't see anything else there. I don't even see the Champions one. It's, it's somewhere. But yeah, Champions Online was the last physical game I bought, and that was five, six years ago. I think longer, I think so, I think yeah. longer than that. So Maybe. Um, it's just for PC. That's just the way it goes. I mean, Steam is such a you know a digital distribution platform. And in terms of like PC games, unless you got like a big collector set that comes with something, there's no point in getting the physical game for me because uh, right. it just takes up space that I don't want to have it taken up. So I don't um, I don't do that. Plus, PC games now typically only come in like a DVD box. It's not like they come in the cool big boxes like the olden days. Like. If you've watched Battle of the Beer, you might see I have a Dark Forces box probably on display on the bookshelf because I still that's one of the ones I saved from many, many years ago. Uh, right. When it comes to like console games, well, then it's a little different. I don't mind having the physical. Um, but I guess I'm not, a, I'm not a big person that feels like I have. I'm not under that mindset. It's like, oh, all this stuff's going to go away sometime and all my, my uh, digital purchases aren't going to work any longer, you know? Um so I'm not really torn to it from that standpoint. I, I do for me. I just like the ability to quickly swap between games, not having to go out and change the disc. So I, I like digital for that reason. Um, if the I wish there was more of a, an incentive to buy digital, like you know for discounts or anything. But I, I like to keep my my living space a little clean, and not have all the the items thrown about. But um, I just. I don't know. I, I guess I'm not drawn to it one or the other. Um, it, it is sad to see it go away. I think for me, um, like books and media like that, having something physical is a little more. And definitely for music, it, it was a lot bigger deal to go out and buy a CD or to go out and pick up a vinyl album than just, just hit a button and start listening. Especially, right. heck, heck, nowadays, you don't even do that. You just go Spotify. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> yeah. So well, I, it all depends on the medium. But I, I've rambled a bit. Lucas, what are, what, I mean, what are your thoughts here? Well, I mean, I think there's always going to be a, a need for physical media because uh, what is that website, IndieBox, where you can buy games that wouldn't generally be Oh, yeah, boxed. yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, so there is some some draw for that. I think it just depends on the person because there's a lot mm-hmm. of YouTubers I've seen, you know, standing in front of their wall of every NES game that they could get their hands on yeah. or whatever, you know. Um, and as somebody who collects vinyl records myself – I mean, I have a fairly meager collection compared to most people, but, you know, most people who would label themselves as that anyway. Uh, I really appreciate there's I mean, that's part of the appeal is that, like, even if you buy a CD, you don't really I don't know anybody who's ever put like a CD on display. It's just it's like the equivalent of the PC box now. It's just a DVD case, basically. That's not cool. But I mean, a record's like huge, you know. 
And those that's how those old PC boxes used to be. Um, so, I mean, like you said, it does kind of depend on what the, the, the medium is. Uh, obviously I would rather, I would much rather hold a book than, than read one on, um, a Kindle or something like that. I mean, I wouldn't be against it, but I think it just depends on what the, you know, what, how you feel about whatever you're reading. Like for instance, I'm trying to collect all the Shadowrun books because I know there's no way in hell, there's no Mm -hmm. really other way I could get them. Um, you know, so there's certain things that I think it just kind of, um, depends on what your, what you want it to be, I guess. Uh, I have a, a PlayStation one and I'm not going to go out and collect every single game that ever was made for that system. But I have tossed around the idea of trying to find the ones that I remember from my childhood that I really liked and getting those for a small collection or something. Mm-hmm. So I think there will always be a space for, uh, for the physical media and uh, for the digital side. I do think that sometimes just being able to download, like look at humble bundle, you get like, Sometimes you can get up to 10 games and it's like you almost forget which ones you have after yeah. you add them all to Steam because you're just like, oh, man, when am I ever going to have time to play that? I just bought this because there were like three games that I actually wanted and it would have been cheaper. So, I mean, it, it kind of almost, you know, ruins it a little bit and cheapens the experience. And I know I've, I've heard from the musical side as well that you kind of we've kind of killed the idea of an album and now we're more about singles more so than ever right. really like before it was like oh i really like this song on the radio i should buy this album now it's oh i really like this song on the radio i should go on itunes and oh, i already bought it okay i got well, it <laughs> in some cases it's not even that anymore it's oh, I, I just want to play this over and over on my device yeah spotify yep, even, yeah yeah you know, buy anything so yeah that's true so i yeah quick recap i think there'll always be a space but i do think that because of I mean, companies are going to see that we can, hey, let's just sell them a digital copy and now we don't have to make anything and that makes it cheaper for us. So I I imagine that's the way things will go more and more. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, hey, if you're looking to clean up your space, just go all digital, you know, but. That's right. Get a hologram projector and project yeah. a, a fake bookcase for each hologram thing that you want and you can buy each one for 99 cents on the yep. App Store. Yep. Oh, there you go. I mean, if you have your thoughts on digital or physical, let us know. Um, yeah, I'm not like I have a mix of physical and digital on my Wii U. Same thing for my 3DS. I think for 3DS, a portable device, digital is the way to go. So you don't have to worry about hauling all these games with you. Yeah, that's beginning true. Games, so um, mm-hmm. good question, Graham. As always, thank you for the email and the submission. Uh, comment yes. from Denny uh, at Loose Screw coming back from a question we asked uh, a couple weeks ago. Responding to the question about live casting. No, don't do it. I can't handle another lost episode. I'm still recovering. <laughs> we just won't. We're going to put very big mittens on your hands so that you can't press buttons. <laughs> We've cleaned up our act. You know, we, we don't, you know, we don't, uh, we don't do that anymore. We won't lose an episode again, ever. No, ever, we maybe. make backups of our backups. God. Uh, it was, gosh, it was so, uh. I, I want to do it again just because it was so much fun. But I'm yes. still, it, it's, it's still a source point that we lost. It, it is. You just ripped open our wound, man. Like, it's just festering below the surface. I'm gonna have to go drink one of those KBSs it. right now, just because I'm out of <laughs> sorrow. I can't, I can't take it, gang. It's true. It's true. But 
in all seriousness, you know, I think we probably we've talked about doing it just sporadically, but uh, yeah, yeah, we just won't we won't yeah. be so itchy on the trigger finger this time, right? I guess, or when we have a backup of our backup of our backup. Yeah, we did a lot of things wrong on that cast anyway, if I remember correctly, as far as quality goes because i would think i think we were getting doubles out of my headphones and when we started playing games i left it on the black screen for a long time so it didn't help that we had been drinking quite a considerable amount prior to that yeah when you when you haven't done something before and then you add in alcohol i mean it might be entertaining but i don't know how valuable it is it is in the end so Mm -hmm. yeah i think i think we are of the consensus consensus that We'll do it again sometime, but probably not too soon. Right. Right. Exactly. And uh, rounding things up, we had a, a zany old question from one Sith Nightmare, Mr. Nathan Thomas, mm. friend of the show. Listen to his pods over at uh, That's Entertaining, or he contributes for or plays some video games, podcasts, and website. Nathan asks, hashtag Q4F, which came first, chicken or the egg? Chicken salad or egg salad? Also, Costco or Sam's Club, which do you prefer and why? <laughs> Um, I'm going to say the chicken was born of internet magic from a majestic shaman. The Bafo shaman actually Ooh. created oh, the chicken. Yes. And yes. Uh, if you don't know what a Bafo is, he's very, very powerful, and you can learn all about him in a Battle of the Beer episode. So he created, the, he created the chicken, and then thus the egg came from the Bafo. So mm-hmm. the Bafo chicken created the egg. That's my answer. Do you want to argue with my sound logic, Lucas, or do you have an alternate theory? Um, well, actually, I watched a documentary about this exact <laughs> issue, and it is most likely that some sort of prehistoric chicken that we wouldn't even call a chicken these days has slowly evolved over time to become the chicken that we know now. <laughs> so that... So did the egg come and first? And it lays and eggs. No. Well, yes, it it was born in hatched in an egg, uh, a prehistoric egg, and then a normal chicken came out from the Velociraptor egg. True story, um, though. I really did. That, that was the explanation, that it just eventually evolved over time. And so I guess technically the egg came first because it was hatched from the egg, the first chicken that we would think of instead of dinosaur chicken. Okay, well, how about chicken salad or egg salad? Oh, God. Chicken salad all the way, Yeah, chicken salad. Egg salad is gross. Egg salad salad is like... Chicken salad's for the win. Egg salad is like that joke sandwich that everyone always says goes bad. Like, if you want a, like, awful-looking sandwich in a movie or something, it's always egg salad. Ugh. Or tuna salad. That's, yeah, gray tuna salad. Ugh. Uh, gray, f- gray food is never. I don't know anybody <laughs> who eats a lot of gray food. Uh, yeah. Costco or Sam's Club? Um, Costco because I live right down the street from one. I've and never really Sam's been Club to a Sam's Club. All the way across town. Yeah, I think I've been there once. So I would have to say Costco, but you can buy ca- I caskets kind of, at Costco. So I know you can buy everything. You can live and die in Costco. Uh, that place is depressing. If you ever want to see a place that has chain link fence and cement floors and fluorescent lighting, just go there. 
and they have a food court, which is also depressing. <laughs> but at least it's clean there. It's not like walking down. It is clean. Or something. It is clean, and it's never it's never been so bad like uh, Meyer. Like you'll go through Meyer and it's just constantly busy and you can't get through aisles and stuff. I've actually never been there when it was that busy. I think it's just because it's so such an open floor plan. Yeah. That uh, you know, it's not hard to maneuver through. The only issue is that I don't need. I don't really need to buy anything in that big a quantity. It would go bad before I would use it probably. So I just generally don't, but, but, uh, you know, to each their own, I guess. Do you go, do you shop there? Um, we did in the past, um, just for a few items because, um, it's hard for only buying for two people to get something in bulk that, you know, yeah, it's gonna last forever. It's the same issue, basically. Um, what we did actually have, uh, we finally we have, you know, uh, I don't know what kind of brand water filters we have for our water pitcher, but we finally have just now used all the water filters out of the Costco. Uh, oh yeah, box that we bought. This is pre-wedding when Jess still had her apartment. Holy so crap! It lasted us like you know three, four, four years, but Jeez. Uh, we did get a membership uh, gift card from my mom for Christmas, so we will be getting a membership again. And I guess honestly though, it's um, Costco's really great for beer. Uh, you don't have to have a membership to buy it there because of the state mm-hmm. laws, and they usually have a really great price on uh, beer there. So, oh wow, there you go. it's also good for parties because if you need a lot of something, you can just go there and you know you don't have to go to a normal place and buy three bags of something. You can just get one, and it's a hell of a lot cheaper. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, there you go. There you go. Costco it is. Not Sam's Club, because no. people who go to Sam's Club are weird. And who's Sam, anyway? Sam Walton. And why does he have a club? Because he's the man. I just have to These add... These are the questions that need to be answered. Now that the show's yes. wrapping up, that I was challenged in a group text voice chat earlier today that I had to include what? the word clean ten times in this podcast, and then I was even raised higher to include that twenty times... <laughs> Oh and my I got God. I counted twenty one. So if you wonder why I had clean randomly as replied to many of my comments, now you know why. Because I got it in there twenty one times. Challenge. You did accepted. a good job because challenge completed. I, I I thought it was very odd that you're like, and hey, it's clean in there, and I'm like, oh yeah, I guess it is. That was the first <laughs> time I was like, that's kind of a weird comment. Yes. I don't even remember the other times it, that you said clean. It. I said it every segment. <laughs> Oh, because yeah, you said your garage was clean. Yep. Um, <laughs> I don't even. That's the only other time I remember you saying clean. Wow. Wow, uh, it's a clean sweep for you. You betcha, man. Uh, so there, there you go, gang. Well, we've got a little competition for you. Email the answer to us, and uh, yeah, we'll pick a winner here. I, let's. I'll say give it. Let's give it two weeks. Um. Two yeah, because we got Netflixation. Yeah. So we got two weeks to pick a winner, and then yeah, watch Helen back because that's next, week, next week's Netflixation, and we'd love to yes. share your comments on the show with us. So that's yes. going to do it for this episode, and we'll be releasing this on Tuesday because I'm going to remember. More... I'm going to I'm going to remember to upload my media. Yeah, I was going to ask you: Was there any false information that you wanted to share today? Like oh. today on this day? Uh, no, I don't have anything like that this time. Okay, our, today our, on this day, our Zelda correction. Today on this day in 2010, the first astronaut set foot on Mars. True story. Look it up. Right. Look it up. 
All right. I will. And that's going to do it for this episode. Thank you so much for listening, guys. And please come back next week for another fantastic episode of Flux Depose. Oh, yeah. We'll do a disclaimer. Flux Depose. It's copyright. Don't record it or bad things will happen. That is all.